I have enormous respect for, for Paul Volcker and actually had an opportunity to work with him on a project after he left uh, the Fed. Uh, and I also understand chair, uh, former Chair Greenspan's view uh, as, as well. So a couple of points uh, on that. Um, the general framework of inflation uh, targeting is one that most central banks around the world adopted uh, over the past uh, 30 uh, years. It is true that the U.S. Uh, was one of the last central banks to adopt formal inflation targeting. However, academic research that I and others did uh, does show pretty, I think, convincingly that Chair Greenspan never articulated a public 2% inflation target. But during the right. last 15 years of his run, inflation averaged about 2%. So he was able to pull it off uh, very well without the uh, numerical target. Now, the, next, the other part of your question is also quite important. Where does the 2% uh, come from? You know, the flip answer would be uh, New Zealand, because the first central bank to adopt inflation targeting was New Zealand back in 1990, and they adopted 2%. I think more substantively, the reason why central bankers aim for a, a, a small positive rate inflation as opposed to zero uh, is that if you aim for a zero rate of inflation on average, then that means half the time you're operating with deflation. And for a variety of reasons, central bankers are very nervous about presiding over deflations. And so I think there's been a general agreement to aim for a, a small but positive rate of inflation. And so that's how we ended up with 2%. Right. And even though, as, as Volcker points out, that you know, in kind of a little more of a, than a generation, a 2% inflation target gets you to doubling prices uh, within you know, in about a generation. Yeah. So, but that's a price you're willing to pay? Well, the general view, and I certainly subscribe to it, is so long as inflation is low and stable, and as the Chair Greenspan yep. said, is not a major factor in economic uh, decisions, uh, then I think that can lead to good macroeconomic outcomes. And we had very good macroeconomic outcomes, at least in terms of price stability, for nearly 30 years before the pandemic uh, you know, changed that. And that's why the, I think that the, the Powell Fed wants to get back to that, uh, get back to that situation. So critics of, of the, the, especially the 2%, the average 2% yeah. target, which allows you to allow inflation to undershoot 2% or overshoot 2% before the Fed preemptively steps in to kind of nip inflation in the bud. Um, it didn't work that well, it seems, um, uh, certainly in the last couple of years where inflation got way out of control. I mean, how much blame do you ascribe to that, at that policy of not preemptively cutting off inflation? Well, that's a good question, and it won't surprise your viewers to hear that I've done a lot of thinking uh, about that. And here's what, what I'll <laughs> say about that. Um, the nature yeah. of the pandemic shock, shutting down the global economy, uh, the uh, massive policy response, both from the Fed and, and fiscal authorities, was really a global phenomenon. And really what we've seen is regardless of whether or not you're looking at the Fed or the ECB or the Bank of England or other central banks, essentially all central banks, including those who are targeting inflation simply, uh, have had the same or have, have roughly the same inflation. So it's really a global shock, a global policy response. 
And I do feel that in the first half of 2021, my last year as, as vice chairs, the data was coming in. Initially, the inflation data was really surging in just a handful of sectors. But I do agree that by the second half of 2021, it was more broad-based. And then yeah. we saw the Fed, the Bank of England, the ECB, and other central banks begin to tighten uh, policy. So I think in the end, it was not so much about any particular details in the framework. It was just about the nature and the magnitude of the pandemic uh, shock um, and uh, the, the slow realization uh, that the policy response and the shock uh, pushed up inflation more than central banks thought. And once they saw that, they, they then began to respond.